When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. You're number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm Hayes, one of the hosts here, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby on the daily episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the latest development with Roquan Smith, and it just gets more and more interesting as St. Omni is apparently the one making calls to NFL teams about the trade of Roquan Smith. We'll also talk about uh, Jenkins and why he's being used at right guard and what that could mean for him possibly getting and playing more snaps for the Chicago Bears. And then lastly, we'll also be talking about Kyler Gordon as he's prepared to make his return or his debut, I should say, in the Bears' next preseason game in Game 2. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Chicago Bears Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans. So first up, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. And so we have a new development in this Roquan Smith situation. So late yesterday, it was reported that St. Omni is the one who is making calls on behalf of Roquan Smith to NFL teams. And so who is St. Omni? He's the director of a football at Lifeline Financial Group. Uh, apparently, his football, his, his uh, Facebook page, which was later deleted, did uh, list him as a business consultant and manager for high-profile NFL athletes and celebrities. Now, he is not an official agent. He does not have the ability to talk to teams. And so the NFL has sent out um, notice to all the NFL clubs saying that he can, they cannot have conversations. So at, per uh, the NFL, this came via ESPN as well. They say, uh, This is the release that was given. Mr. Omni is prohibited from negotiating player contracts or discussing potential trades on behalf of any NFL player or prospective player or assisting in or advising with respects to such negotiations. So the NFL is also threatened disciplinary action to any uh, team that that tampers in this case. They are also monitoring the Roquan Smith for any tampering violations. And so for those who watch the boys on uh, Hulu. The thing that this reminds me of is like, you remember when the deep went to like that, that cult and they were like taking things over for him and getting them book deals. Like that's what this feels like. It's, it's really strange. This situation continues to just get more strange and it doesn't look good for Roquan Smith. And now NFL teams, even if there were a trade may stay away from it just for the fact of making sure that they are not, um, involved in any type of tampering. So when you ask what happens next, right? It's still everything's the same. It's still at a standstill with Roquan Smith and and the Chicago Bears as far as the negotiations. Uh, Ryan Poles has still reiterated that he does intend to sign uh, Poles, um, and it's just a matter of coming to to terms on a contract. And Poles has also said though he will do what's best for the team, um, whether that's trading Smith, signing Smith, or letting them walk in free agency. Now I don't think, at least in my opinion, 
the the Bears should at least franchise tag him if it does come come to that. But we'll see that again. They pay people who are supposed to be a lot smarter than me than to make those decisions. But this situation just keeps getting more and more interesting, right? You you have it just it, even the fact that we got to the point of like somebody was calling around, like, and now that it's this person who's not. Uh, licensed to be an agent, not licensed to be doing any type of thing. And it got to the point to where the NFL needs to send a memo out to teams and as well as threaten um, any it, tampering. If, if any found, team is found to be tampering in this case and that they're monitoring it so closely, I don't know what's going to happen with this. It, 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 like I said, I've gone so, so over the place with this. I started off being very in support of Roquan Smith and backing him against the franchise in this case. As more things have come out, it seems like he's being more unreasonable than what I thought initially. I still want to see Roquan Smith on this team. I'm not of the mind that the Bears need to trade Roquan or anything like that. Um, as, as it stands right now, I would not be surprised if it does get to that point, but that's not my mindset in this right now where I think the, that I want the Bears to, to trade Roquan Smith. It could get there. As this continues to get more ugly, as it continues to get to the, to the situation of you know, if it's just not going to work out, you kind of have to, right? I know that, it, you know, in the end of this and that I said, and in the end of the article, they did say that Pose is open to letting him walk in free agency. I don't think you, I don't think you can let it get to that point. The, Roquan Smith is, is such a good player that I think rather than let him walk, you have to try to trade him and get some value. If you're willing to let him walk at that point, if you do trade him, any value you get back is on the plus side, I think, right? And yeah, it may be that the Bears end up getting, if they do trade him, they get a deal that a lot of fans look at and say, hey, this is not quite worth the level and caliber of a player Roquan Smith is, but it's better than the alternative, in my opinion, of letting him walk. The Bears are far enough away from contending that they want to get, in my, or I would think that they want to get as many assets back as possible and then maybe use those. At, like we, we traded for Nikhil Harry using a late a late pick. It could be something like that. Like, And I'm not saying... That, Hey, a trade for Roquan Smith should never get you a, a super late round pick anyway. But with that being said, it's like if you can, if you can get something back for Roquan, if this gets to the point where clearly you guys just are so far apart, you're not going to come to an agreement. I think it's better to get some assets back, even if those assets are looked at late at later as like this wasn't enough. Then to let him walk in free agency. But let me know what you guys think about all that down below. What do you think about the St. Omni situation? Do you think if it gets to the point to where the Bears just cannot come to terms with Roquan, would you rather them let him walk in free agent? Or would you let, rather them do a trade for him no matter what they get back just so we can get some assets back as we're trying to get the most bites at the apple as possible as we're rebuilding this team? Let me know what you guys think about all that down below. Now let's get into the next one. Me and Bobby talked about a little bit yesterday that uh, Tevin Jenkins was used at right guard. Well, we got a little bit more now on the methodology and the thinking behind that from Luke Getze and the coaching staff. So we got this quote from Luke Getze. Um, well, I think one thing in our system, I think, like I said before, is the guards get stressed mentally more than the tackles do in this system. So he's someone that can, uh, that can, that's the strength of his game. And so we want to try that and see what that looks like uh, within what we're trying to get done. So apparently, Stephen Jenkins' strength is why he's being uh, used at right guard. Now, again, the offensive line struggled at times a lot during the, that preseason game. When you look at like what us, uh, what Sam Mustafer did or did not do, when you look at things like that, um, if Schofield does not pan out, uh, J. Tyree Carter, who at some point was getting uh, snaps with that first team in training camp, who seems like he's just not really quite ready for the NFL game yet, if you can get Tevin Jenkins, who is a big body, who is strong, who has said before that he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the Chicago Bears win, if that's a spot that's that's of need, if that's a spot that's weak, and Tevin Jenkins can feel that, right, 
can't feel that, then yeah, I, I, why not try him there, right? Why not try it there? Why I've said that I wasn't the most impressed with Tevin Jenkins and what he gave in that, in that first game, what we said yesterday with me talking to Bobby, that if you can turn Tevin Jenkins into this player that can fill in wherever you need him, right guard, left guard, left tackle, right tackle, whatever it is, and even if he's not starting it, you know, hopefully maybe he does end up being and developing into the starter at right guard. We don't know, right? But if if you can use him, even coming off the bench, being that player that's so versatile that you can play at multiple positions on that offensive line, it's going to bode well. And it seems like this coaching staff, while that we did think at some point, like, hey, what is the future of Tevin Jenkins? Those trade rumors, things like that. It seems like this coaching staff is is entrenched, right, and is committed to trying to develop it and see what they can get out of Tevin Jenkins and what he can turn into for this team on that offensive line that is a big question mark for this team. So, yeah, it's it's not it's it's it's, it's surprising in a way, but in a lot of ways, it's not either. Um, because they've been experimenting all offseason with different matchups in the in the in the uh, offensive line. So now that Tevin Jenkins is there, he is practicing. They're just throwing him in there as well with that, and we'll see how it happens. But one thing that is almost certain: Lucas Patrick, Braxton Jones, uh, Riley Reef, they're going to be your starters, and Luke, like they're they're going to be starters on that offensive line. So you're trying to figure out what you can do to and what you can do with the rest of that starting five. And if right guard may be where Tevin Jenkins can crack in that starting five, more power to him, more power to the coaching staff for being flexible in what they're allowing to do and looking at all the options out there. Let me know down below. Do you think Tevin Jenkins could be the answer at right guard for the Chicago Bears? Could he end up winning that starting position with practices left, two more preseason games left over the next week or so? Do you think he can do that? Let me know what you think on that. Down below, as always, let's get into the last topic for today. And this one's about Kyler Gordon, who was announced yesterday that he will be playing in preseason game two. Do not be surprised if we get announcements from Velius Jones also being ready to go. But as I've said, like with Brisker, I love everything that I hear from Kyler Gordon. I'm going to get into a quote from him here. I was itching to be out there. It, it just looks so fun. Like, I wish I was playing right now, just wanting to go out there. It was cool to see the players out there, the people that I know, the people I used to watch in college and middle school and just be like, damn, I'm here. It's time. I'm ready to do this stuff. It's exciting. So, and he also said this, I want to be the dude, the obstacle for him and stuff like that. When he talked about Mahomes matchup, things like that. Listen, Kyler Gordon wanting to be out there is powerful. He, he should. We know he's a competitor. Everything we've heard from him in training camps since he's been drafted, we know that this kid is a competitor and he wants to play the game of football. He wants to be there for the Chicago Bears and he's happy that he was drafted by this team and he's going to go out there and try to make an impact every play, every down that he gets out there. He's going to try to make an impact and I'm happy that he is. And you know, once I realized that, you know, the Bears did play, they had a shortened week because they played Saturday, you turn around and play Thursday. It made sense why they set him out and I'm excited to see him finally step on the field for the Chicago Bears in his first preseason game and what that could look like. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see him, uh, what he brings to that secondary, the pairing of him and Brisker we've already talked about on this show and how high we are on both those players. And I do, and I just can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see Kyler Gordon, if he continues just changing the outlook of this Bears secondary that was on a decline for the last few years. Kyler Gordon is a competitor, right? And him saying he wants to be that dude, the guy right? He's at a position where the personality, he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to get picked on as well. Let's be clear here. Kyler Gordon being a rookie, when he's out there on the field, he is going to get picked on. They are going to try to see if they can expose him. He's going to get opportunities to show. He's going to get opportunities to shine. He's going to get opportunities to show that that what he can be on this NFL level. And I, for one, am glad he's doing it in a Bears uniform. 
So seeing him in this in this second preseason game, we'll see how many plays he does, uh, how many how many snaps he plays. But at the end of the day, I trust that this guy is going to show up and show out big for the Chicago Bears, whether it's in that in his first preseason game or if it's over the course of the season. I think we got a, we got a good good draft pick in Kyler Gordon, and I can't wait to see that come to fruition on the Chicago Bears team. But that is it for today's episode. We do have, today is the day the Bears have to cut at least four more players by 3 p.m. today. So don't be surprised if I do drop another episode. That's why I am dropping this one a little bit earlier in the day. Um, so that way, once that, we can focus on the cuts, what that means for the team, what that tells us about where they're looking for. I don't expect any any surprising cuts per se in this first cuts. Now, that big cut that comes um, towards the end of the month, that's the one where we're going to probably get some big names when they have to go, I believe, from 80 to 53 players. But this one, they just had to cut five players. They cut one yesterday, which we talked about as well. So we'll see what the Chicago Bears do with cuts over the course of the day. But that is it from us for today. Make sure you're following Chicago Bears Central at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bears Central at gmail.com. Lastly, you can leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Those get played on our Friday mailbag episodes, which we have a game Thursday. So I really want to hear from you guys after Thursday's game, going into Friday for the mailbag as well. But that is it. Like I like to end every show on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media. Media.